0: The unknown future rolls towards us. I face it for the first time with a sense of hope. Because if a machine, a Terminator, can learn the value of human life, maybe we can too. Linda Hamilton's narration at the end of Terminator 2 Judgement Day is a very hopeful outlook to a future that was once bleak and known. But her first sentence states the truth about our world the unknown future rolls towards us. We can guess how tomorrow will turn out, but seeing long term, well, that's difficult at best. What if I told you that there is a true future, one predicted, and actually better than living on Earth? Now I know cinema has touched on a failed utopian society a la The Matrix, but this life happens when you die. Well, you also need to be a follower of Jesus, but that's a minor requirement. Some of you might say, following Jesus is a minor requirement? Oh, hell no. Well, here's the deal. Faith in Jesus as the Savior of mankind allows access to easy mode to heaven. But understand what I just said. Faith in Jesus as the Savior of mankind. Faith. This is the core of the guild. Faith is between you and God. Have you heard about the discussion between an atheist and a pastor? Well... It goes something like this. You know, an atheist says to a pastor, I don't believe that there's a heaven and hell or God or Jesus. What if I'm right? And usually the pastor responds, then I wasted my life. But what if I am right? The issue here really is about the future of our spirit and ourselves. Where do we go in the end? Not only that, the second issue is about the future in general. Here on earth, we can't even predict the weather accurately. I mean, we can make general predictions, but pinpoint accuracy is still a pipe dream. When it comes to our faith in God and Jesus, we have a pinpoint accurate future. This future is summed up in the book of Revelation. When you have the writer, John, get taken to the future from God's perspective, that is not something just to write off. I I know it's a bad joke, but it's true. Now, the passage we are looking at is known as the thousand years section. Basically, Jesus rules earth for a thousand years, then Satan does the same for the next thousand years. So first, let's get to the setup. I saw an angel descending out of heaven. He carried the key to the abyss and a chain, a huge chain. He grabbed the dragon, that old snake, the very devil, Satan himself, chained him up For a thousand years, dumped him into the abyss, slammed it shut, and sealed it tight. No more trouble out of him, deceiving the nations until the thousand years are up. After that, he has to be let loose briefly. So the angel jails Satan for a thousand years. But is that human years or God years? And I will make the distinction in a few moments. Then after that first thousand years, the devil takes over for the next thousand years. When the thousand years are up, Satan will let loose from his cell and will launch, again, his old work of deceiving the nations, searching out victims in every nook and cranny of the earth, even Gog and Magog. He'll talk them into going to war and will gather a huge army, millions strong. They'll stream across the earth, surround and lay siege to the camp of God's holy people, the beloved city. They'll no sooner get there than fire will pour down of heaven and burn them up. The devil who deceived them will be hurled into lake fire and brimstone, joining the beast and false prophet, the three in torment around the clock for ages without end. Basically what Revelation states here is that you have a choice. Either you follow God and Jesus for the best years of your life or you could fall to Satan's word during Satan's reign. That is the simple explanation, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. The ones who endure the reign of the devil and still have faith in God and Jesus will be persecuted and destroyed, but will be in what is known as the second resurrection period. The first being, of course, those who followed Jesus prior and during Jesus' reign. Now, there is more between in the two passages here, but the point is, you have a choice in your future. A spiritual future that is predictable but can be uncomfortable when you make the final decision. And when I say when, I mean at what period do you, do you decide to either follow Jesus or the world? That does not mean you cannot change your mind, but think about when that change happens. This is why pastors today think now is the end times. I mean, look at the world today, compared to history, and tell me it is not the end times. And in my opinion, it is not, and we will probably never realize it. And it is because of this little talked about issue I like to call God time. And many have pointed out to to human time as God time, pastors do this too. And the actual truth is science states the truth based on observation, faith is based on God's inspirational words. This means that the Bible was inspired by God and God will state what he means from his perspective. That does not mean that the Bible is not also a historical document, because it is. I mean, archaeologists are finding the connections of the Bible's Old and New Testament events in the field. But, as Einstein said, time is relative. What God perceives as one day could be billions of years. Yet, when speaking to the writer of Genesis, God would say one day. If you put this in the concepts surrounding Revelation, then many of the timeframes listed would be in God's time. This is also this is I mean this is stated repeatedly. So what does this little aside have to do with a predictable future that is so uncomfortable to many? While as followers of Jesus we know our future is secure, we know where we're going when we die. We also know that uh, what the end of the world looks like thanks to the observations of John in Revelation. What is the most uncomfortable part of this is when and for the worldly person proof. Well, proof is in the Bible. When? Well, (laughs) that's on God's time. And I want to thank you for listening and watching this final message in our series, Uncomfortable. The Greater Guild is able to stream and support our communities through generous donations from you. We do not receive nor will receive revenue from Twitch or YouTube or bend to commercial sponsors. So donations are quite welcome. And for those of you that do and continue to do so, hey, thank you from all of us here at the Guild. If you want to donate, head over to our website, greaterguild.com forward slash give, or you can use our smartphone app to donate. You can also pick up our audio version on Spotify through our website and smartphone app as well. Uh, To find us on Spotify, search for The Greater Guild and click follow so you can receive notifications when the new audio is available. Just to remind you, Tuesdays and Thursdays are our weekly game nights, and you can watch me play poorly, and feel free to ask questions in the chat. I love to answer questions. By the way, if I don't have an answer, I will look it up for you and get back to you on it. I promise that. So again, Tuesdays and Thursday nights starting at 8pm Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash greater guild. And again, thank you for watching and listening, and I will see you next week.